The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Hello, everybody out there in Radio Land. Thank you for tuning in to Podcast Beyond number 441. You're listening to Biffy Goofball. Jimmy and the Stiffies. We're all down here at WKKMR QO Double Two FM, uh-huh. the number one place for all your sports ball talk. They got they got basketballs now. They're back. Hey everybody, welcome to Podcast Beyond. I'm Max Goville. Joining me, Marty Sleva. What? Alana Pierce. What? And Zach Ryan. What? And Biffy Stiffy Goofball and the Jones. All right, uh, so we were at PAX East all weekend, so our brains are currently made of uh, Spots, apparently. that weird little packet of oil that they come wearing? in some suits. What are you wearing? What? Are you wearing huh? a Pangas hat? Yeah. yeah. Uh, some <laughs> company sent us hats that say Pang Adventures, and I went over with a marker and wrote Pangas, because that's, that's very, how we say that's a weird. certain type of genital. That's how we say penis. Yes. All right, so this is a weird show. Yeah, we're off to a great start. Uh, Brian's not here because he got stuck in a culvert looking for coins, as he's prone to. Yeah, the boy what does about do? Andrew. Uh, and uh, Andrew, uh, well, Pennywise got him. Oh no! Yeah, the went, clown? Everything floats down there. Tim Curry? So yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know what's happening. That's Loons. from uh, the, it's from the it. film It. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's based it. on a book also called It. it. Yeah. So yeah, we got you to yes, we got to see a lot of uh, we got to see a lot of people who listen to the show, a lot of uh, damaged individuals who stuck around to listen to our <laughs> horrible ramblings. And, yeah, that's uh, true. Thank you, everyone who came up and said hello to us. That was really cool. Yeah, that was amazing. That's, uh, anyone who came to our parties, anyone who came yeah. to our panel, anyone who stopped us on the show floor, uh, that was really incredible. Honestly, yeah. it's one of those yeah. like recharging moments where you're like, oh, no matter how tough works get, yeah. gets, that's yeah, really cool. Um, I mean, I've covered PAX uh, a lot of different times for different outlets, and it, covering it with IGN is is definitely like interesting because we send a lot of people, and we also don't really cover everything, just because it's like, that's, we typically focus on, on bigger stuff, and mm-hmm. PAX is fundamentally not a lot of big stuff, so it's really... I think the best part is just kind of seeing everybody. That's kind of always how it's. Yeah, been. I mean, it's it's such a different show for us too because I feel like we spend the majority of the year planning for these shows that are strictly for the industry, like E3, you know, and, and so like yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, Comic Con is a fan driven yeah, event, like PAX yeah. is a fan driven event, but I feel like PAX is the most fan driven event, you know. Yeah, and even it's more so at, at exactly, and like even more so at PAX East than Prime. I think these days, like it's that show is for the fans by the fans yeah it was it was a crazy like I was at the Square Enix booth and there were line, like people were lined up to play the Final Fantasy Platinum demo and I'm like that's for free yeah, yeah. on I PlayStation don't... and Xbox but I'm like people are just excited and like I, mean, right. I think it's the idea of getting to play it together yeah. and my favorite experience as a PAX is like if I have a break between panels or seeing a game I will just go to the console room and play Smash Bros with people I've never yeah. met before <laughs> like yeah. almost every single PAX yeah. you mean PlayStation so All-Stars fun. right Yes, of course. PlayStation All Stars. I'm back. Good old Nathan Drake's back. He's gonna punch that little dog right in the face. Oh no! Um, Perhaps sack boy man. So that that game was really bad. Really, I always thought it was like okay. I actually never played it, but I always heard that it was fine. (laughs) All right. Well, wow. wow. You really, Thank you, Zach you really Ryan. gave up halfway through that one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> seems like it got mostly mostly favorable reviews. Um, so let's get, let's talk about some of the, the cooler stuff we saw at, at PAX. Um, you guys checked out Outlast too, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, 
one of my favorite things. Yeah, show. one of the things that I keep bringing up is that they had this house built in the middle of the show floor, which was all black, and then you would walk inside. It was a pretty long line, and there were three separate rooms that would then be like curtained off behind you. So it was like basically giving you the atmosphere of what it would be like to play a scary game alone on the show floor, but with the added spookiness of people either side of you screaming every now and then. Yeah, and also having to share headphones. Yes, we also have to share headphones. <laughs> yeah, did that like, completely diminish the spooks? No, we still got Actually, spooked. Actually, no, we still got pretty spooked. We're both cowards. Yeah, that's true. Also that. Yeah. I thought the setup was particularly impressive, but the game is also um, really similar to the first Outlast, which is kind of what I want, but also really disjointed. Yeah, the uh, we played probably like 15 or 20 minutes of it, and the demo hopped around really quickly between yeah. different types of horror. Like it started out, you're this journalist looking for his wife who disappeared after a helicopter crash, I believe. Wow, I wonder where she went. She's probably dead. She's probably Yeah, helicopter crashes. One of the leading causes of <laughs> mysterious disappearances. <laughs> um, we last saw her in a fireball, and I don't know where she went after that. It's just... <laughs> Without a trace. <laughs> Probably got taken by some spoopy by man. By a spoop man. Yeah, uh, yeah but it's, uh, it started off, you're sort of just like wandering around this, uh, like... Uh, darkness. W- darkness, like old-timey western town, and then something starts chasing you, and you end up in a school, and then all of a sudden you're in a well, yeah, and there's like a Cthulhu a monster. Yeah, and so it's just all over the place, different the dimensions. Maze. and corn different... maze was really cool. Oh, yeah, that was particularly yeah, cool. Yeah, so it was totally all over the place and seemed inconsistent. Uh, so it's either that it's going to be very confusing and you're never going to feel comfortable, or that was just kind of a it's, demo highlight reel of yeah, the different things. I think we it will was see. more of a tone piece of like yeah. these are the types of places you will go to in this game. And it seems like the game's like dealing with interesting religious themes. Um, I mean, the, the religion tea, is pretty spooky. Uh, it's yeah. real spooky. Yeah. Uh, like the T in Outlast is an upside down burning cross in the in oh, the, so it's uh, logo. so it's pagan and uh, uh, racist. It's just really just pagan. like it's satanic clansmen. This, is this pagan and racist combined? Pangus? I'm pretty sure Pangus is a racial slur that we didn't realize. Um, so, like, my, I played a little bit of the first Outlast, mm-hmm. and one thing that just immediately pissed me off a whole lot is it was in an abandoned mental hospital, mm-hmm. yeah. which I think is one of just the – I'm immediately just like, this is the stupidest cliche. Yeah, I mean, it's still cliche, I think. I mean, the mental hospital is a super lazy trope. By it is. Now. I hate um, it because it's sort of like mental hos- like hospitals. People are scared of regular hospitals. Yeah. Make a modern hospital. Make hospitals that look like like present. I think it was. We're talking about this. And I think like the darkness did a pretty good job of like having a psych ward that was like unsettling. Mm. Hotline Miami had a sequence with that, and it was like just. I think the kind of the sterile clinical sort of like that weird teal colored stuff and like I mean the beginning of the Phantom Pain had this pretty yeah. well yeah. but like to have those stupid Victorian wheelchairs that's and what like, I was just going to say the amount of games where yeah. a wheelchair has rolled towards me like even Bioshock Infinite did that yeah. mm-hmm. like it's so many games that just use that little wheelchair and the screechy noise and it's just coming out of a black yeah. room it like, seems lazy oh, damn um, it. Yeah. I mean it's effective but it seems lazy I mean Outlast and Daylight both did that and then there was Evil Within had that I'm just like I'm kind of like yeah. I'm more interested in Outlast 2 just on the basis Evil that Evil Within did it kind of creatively but uh yeah. I would still say that Outlast, I mean, the setting, because the most recent horror game that I have played was The Evil Within, the settings are very similar. Mm-hmm. I was playing The Evil Within like two weeks ago, and, you know, there's still like creepy country looking places and, yeah. and crops. Like, a lot of it is super similar to that, but, uh, you know, I think that Outlast presents some other really interesting things, like the use of the camera, which. You know, it has a limited amount of night vision, so you have to decide when to pick up batteries, when to look, or when to just have everything pitch black so you can navigate. Yeah, um, I'm not crazy about that. Like, I, I think really it's super. Like I think it's super effective, but at the same time, like having to manage the night vision sort of aspect of it, I feel like it limits me from being able to explore the world. I mean, like, isn't, I'm that, like worried isn't about that the yeah. point though? I mean, it's kind of like that's the survival and the survival mm-hmm. horror, right? I mean, it's like right. the same sort of item management that. And that it's the only item seen, that like, you really it, have to manage since Resident Evil. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the fact the game is so pretty that I just want to be able to wander around. Maybe that's stupidly pretty. I mean, that's the thing. Maybe that's that's why it's so pretty is that you're only seeing these, like, vignettes, right? That could also be true. Yeah. They don't have to render the stuff that you don't see in the dark. They can crank up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's actually a good point. Yeah. Yeah, um, But it also, on that note, like, when we were in the school, you know, there's just hallways and classrooms. They didn't actually seem very big either. So the stuff that you do see could be very limited is very pretty. But I still like the challenge of having to manage when I'm going to look at things and when I'm not. And, you know, you're basically risking environmental awareness, which is the only way that you can survive is by being familiar with, with what's around you. So I, yeah. I, I yeah. really like that. Um, yeah. And that's something that Out- Outlast has that I still would consider to be original, even if settings like 
abandoned crop fields with spooky guys with weird white eyes no, who look going. like you're zombies very, and have very pitchforks well. yeah. is still not original. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, but I think I think I think a crop field's original. Yeah, I, haven't, I, I associate haven't, it with horror for some reason. Like, I mean, I associate children it with horror, corn? not with games. I mean, yeah, yeah, games haven't done a lot of like farm horror. <laughs> That's a very niche <laughs> genre. genre. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like the idea that I like the idea really. that, that you're kind of unstuck in these dimensions, though. Even if it's just a tone piece, like I think it's really interesting that like you open a door and fall through to another area. Like yeah. I think that that's super cool, and I mean, it just it keeps you on your toes because you never know exactly, this like vonnegut esque like yeah. you're being ripped from one dimension to the next. Like I think that's but there's awesome. also like the, the the concept of uh I think part of what makes some kinds of horror really effective, like PT, is giving you something that's slightly familiar and then screwing with it. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Which outlast if this is the way that it's going to be, doesn't yep. do. Having no point of comfort at any point or nothing that feels familiar. Like even, you know, original Resident Evil and Silent Hill had slight safe zones that progressively got less safe. Mm. Uh, you still had that sense of this is comfortable, so therefore I know that what's up next is worse. Yeah. So you not having that kind of grounding point. I mean, PT does that perfectly. PT like, is I, just I, an yeah. incredible Yeah, game. PT, I think I, so much of that is just the fact that it is like you're in like a hallway. There's nothing inherently terrifying about this. We've place. all been in a hallway. You're yeah. probably five feet away from a hallway yeah. right there's now. There's clocks yeah. and there's stuff, and then and then suddenly it, it starts messing with you, and you're going in like loops and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, I'd like to see. I think Outlast has a lot of like it's it's really cool, has a lot of potential there. But like I, I hate when when tropes kind of overtake like the actual like the horror mechanics. You know, yeah. like the fact that they're yeah. like you're in a spooky place. Are you scared yet? Is it spooky? Yeah. You scared? Well, it's going to get scarier. And it's sort of like, why not just start off like, why not, you know, have like that kind of like that lull? So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, you guys got a chance to check out Pyre? Who's checked out Pyre? I Marty know. saw a question. I, ch- um, I checked, I checked out a full Pyre. Yeah, I'm going to write down a number first. <laughs> okay. Well, great, great hey guys, job. Hey, I'm back. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. uh, where'd you go? Um, no, so we talked about this a little bit, a little bit last week. Uh, Pyre is the latest from Supergiant Games, yeah. and it's you know the guys who did Transistor and uh, Bastion, blah, 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 Bastion, yeah. And you, yeah, Pyre, you came away being like, ah, uh, mm, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of it's a lot of things. So, um, like Transistor and Bastion, it's uh, super gorgeous. It has that really like sort of handcrafted art style. Like, does it have narration? Has narration, yeah. For some reason I love with the same guy, games. yeah, same uh, the same actor. Um, yeah, just uh, like amazing music. That's uh, the music in this game was very like folksy, as opposed to the sort of uh, you know, uh, Bastion was more of a fantasy, whereas uh, Transistor was more of a sci-fi, like a yeah, yeah, like kind of had this like retro future. Vibe. Yeah, yes. totally. Um, whereas this seems very, yeah, almost like Canterbury Tales. Um, it's sort of this like you're, you're these three uh, I guess you play yourself so you play someone called the reader that these three characters in the world uh, you're in this purgatory and the three characters break the fourth wall and direct you or like they, they interact with you like they know that you're there as the player and uh, oh, weird. so the game's sort of broken in half and half of it is uh, sort of like a point and click adventure game where you're uh, looking around you have this caravan you're looking around and 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 uh, you know, managing your inventory and exploring the story, and as a really interesting thing, where when characters are talking, certain words will be highlighted, and you're able to sort of continue the conversation or almost click a hyperlink and learn more about what that mm. proper noun is in the oh, world, wow. like what that person, place, thing, that's really interesting event is. Yeah, which I think is really cool. Yeah, that's such an interesting way to build a world. Like, and yeah. it's interesting because sometimes you go down those rabbit holes, and then there are choices like branching trees and so it's like well I could have just glossed over all this and went to the action or I can dig deeper and get a more personal story like the, I, I went down this rabbit hole and they started talking to me as the player and they were like reader how should we address you and it was he she or genderless Oh wow! and like hmm. you could choose that and then that's the pronoun they'll use when they're talking about you wow. which I found really interesting that is um, really interesting and then when you get into the uh, combat the combat is this like it's almost like a in the frame of the game, it's this competition where it turns out to be 3v3, and uh, it's like Rocket League. <laughs> it's like Transistor meets Rocket League, where you have your three characters, and they're they're guarding a goal, and then there's three other characters who are guarding their goal on the playing field, and then there's a orb in the middle that is a ball, ostensibly. That's um, usually what an orb is. Yeah. Yeah. A ball? Uh-huh. Yeah. No, not there's square Spherical. There's squares. Squarbs? Um, yeah, it's a square orb. Not sure about that. No, it's, it's the There's uh, spheres and, and squares. There's uh, different types spheres of... and squares. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, uh, 
Um, but yeah, you... Uh, is, you it, can, is it real time or is it... Yeah, it's real okay. time, but you can only control one character at a time. And so you... you uh, and there's like a small one, a medium one, and a big one. And they have different skills. And obviously the small one moves faster. The big one is stronger. Uh, but your whole the whole thing is you get the ball and you're trying to get it into the other person's goal while they're trying to kill you, steal the ball, and get it into your goal. And you're swapping mm-hmm. characters. And it seems weird. It totally seems weird. So I love Bastion and Transistor. Yeah. This doesn't sound interesting to me at all. It is. Uh, it is absolutely interesting, though. Yeah. That's the weird thing. Is it's terrible to describe. Like Just I still don't know how to describe it. I mean, and I guess transistor that was, is hard to explain. Yeah. To. Yeah. That was the craziest part. Is uh, I met up with Marty right when he was coming out of this demo, and I said, "Well, what is this game?" You know, and he's like, "It's just like this weird mix of like." Rocket League and Dota, and I was like, "Oh no!" Then you hated it, and he's like, "No, I really liked <laughs> yeah. it." Huh. Yeah, because I'm not a big Dota or Rocket League fan. And yeah. It totally huh. like it totally worked. And Damon and I were playing it next to each other, and like every time we would score a goal, like we both got super stoked. And I'm like, "Oh, I mean, so- I love Rocket League, yeah. but that doesn't sound like the setting that I would want to experience a Rocket League." I don't know. I've always thought in. that Rocket League needed more high fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's weird. It's one of those things. Like, it's very hard to explain. And I hope they release. Like releasing this as a demo, I what, think would be really smart. What is the genre of that game? Uh, <laughs> that's the thing about super giant games, right? It's like their genre is super giant. I feel like, yeah, yeah. like ba- I feel like with I mean, each game, Bastion it becomes and more and more. Aren't that similar? No, like no. Bastion, you're able to be like, oh, it's kind of like the like a hack and slash, like Diablo, and then Transistor's like, oh, but the battles have these very like very much you slow time and you mm-hmm. they become tactics and strategy also games like yes yeah, super intense tactics yeah and like the same thing like that skill tree from uh transistor definitely comes into play mm-hmm. in pyre where it's a very in-depth like each character has this like insane tree where you're like do you want to is this where you we were talking about transistor the other day where it was like you can totally mess your game oh, up yeah. if you don't allocate you your like 10 correctly. hours at that game and then be like i hate it and it's like you hate it because you didn't make the right decisions but it never told you what decisions to make totally yeah maybe not 10 hours but it's still like that game is has a solid learning curve. Yeah, more like 100. Yeah. Hmm. I was thinking more like four, but... All yeah. right. Transistor yeah. uh, was the world's first 400-hour game. Yeah, so. that's not true at all. Yeah, that was you. F-Zero. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> okay, so another game uh, you guys got to check out was Let It Die, which is Suda51's new thing, mm-hmm. which, like, let me just... I've heard weird tidbits here and there, but I didn't actually see this in action, and I, I'm, I heard that it's a little bit... It's like if Suda51 did Dark Souls... Mm. And it's free to play. Yes, you play and there's season. a Grim yeah. Reaper with 3D glasses on. True. Yeah. So it's you. Salt. Yeah. I mean, true to form, as a pseudoform. Pseudoform. Oh. As a as a pseudo 51 game, this game is weird as like it is strange and uh, it, but kind of in a great way. Like I don't know. I feel. So I wrote this preview, and all the comments in the preview are like, "Oh, you lost me at free to play. I don't want to like free to play. I don't care." It's really interesting, though. For a free-to-play game, I feel like there's going to be a lot there, and I feel like there's this negative connotation with free-to-play that doesn't necessarily need to be there, Um, and this game could be one that could really break that mold. Um, And it is very much like Dark Souls. It is very reminiscent of Dark Souls and this weird sort of pseudo-roguelike. Pseudo-roguelike. And I don't know. It's just a really weird mix. You The... Game opens up with you, your player character, in your underpants, and you have to like sneak around and, and kind of stealth attack enemies until they start dropping gear. Um, you can equip six weapons and dual wield, so you can have three weapons for, to select through in either hand, mm-hmm. or some weapons you use in two hands. Like a, I found a revolver, I found like a giant sword, um, but I mostly use like a baseball bat and a chainsaw. Mm. And the, the combat... Yeah, the combat. Yeah, the combat is really re- reminiscent of Dark Souls. I was also wearing like track pants and a suit of armor. It was very strange. So suit of armor. Suit of armor. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So uh, it's really really weird. And the, I'm like really interested in this. The skeleton with the uh, it's like the Grim Reaper that's wearing 3D glasses and he has a skateboard and he calls you I think on a cell phone and he like talks like a surfer dude but he like tells you how courageous you are. Incredible. Yeah, and it's it's randomly generated and huh. like I ran into a. The, the, one of the most interesting things about it is that when your character dies, you're given an option to continue, and you get three continues, and if you use all three of your continues, you start back at the beginning in your underwear again. You lose all your gear. That's wow. the roguelike aspect of it. But your ghost is left in that world as a player enemy. So Ooh. you can run into other characters who have died, and there's these enemy characters created based on their... Like based on their habits That's and really the way cool. that they play, huh. so you can run into the, like I ran into this player character that was 
four levels above me and so was they would super tough. Be like bosses. Yeah, that's really cool. So they're just like yeah. random bosses. Wearing ridiculous in, clothing. Yeah, and so like I fought this guy and I actually beat him. And then the Grim Reaper with his 3D glasses like called me up and was like, "Hey man, you're so brave. That was cool." And I was like, "What? <laughs> like it's such a weird game." That's that, really. Yeah. I like. It feels like it's the like invasion systems in uh, a FromSoft game yeah. combined with the weird amiibo training in yeah. Smash Bros. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I, I, this yeah, game definitely yeah. it definitely wears a Dark Souls influence on its sleeve. Like there's mm-hmm. it's unabashedly influenced by Dark Souls, but in a really fun way. The only mm-hmm. thing that was kind of a bummer was the the combat did feel pretty floaty. Like it it was very like when you connect a hit, you don't really feel like you're you know like really connecting that much. Which is a bummer because Dark Souls does that so yeah. well. Do we have a faster or? Yeah, did it seem faster? Was it like Bloodborne no, speed, like, or was it like it was? Uh, yeah, it's it's probably faster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're right. It's, it's probably closer to. When's to this coming out in the wild? Bloodborne. I believe later this year. Yeah, okay. there's no, there's no I mean, sets. PS4. Yeah, do we know if it's going to have like a, a a beta or anything? Is it not that I know of? Okay, no, it's all um, it, it's, all the environments are randomly generated too. Like I don't know. I kind of I kind of dug it. Like yeah, the, the even random, for as the, weird the as it was, play and the randomly generated stuff turns me off. But like everything else you're saying sounds really kind of weird and curious. I love the idea of like I love that kind of like naked snake ghosts and goblins logic of being like you don't have anything you're right. in your underpants go steal something and you're like oh, all right this oh is- also you eat frogs to regenerate health mm-hmm. uh, and you can, yeah you yeah. can see these frogs hopping around the world and to pick them up you have to crouch like you have to crouch down and then grab them and then put them in your inventory but there's also just for some reason there's also just an option to kick them so I just kept kicking frogs and the Suda51 was actually watching me and he was like getting really disappointed that I hadn't picked up on the fact that I was just mercilessly kicking these frogs everywhere it was very weird disappointed Suda yeah oh, that sounds awesome yeah. um all right, so we talked about how the next Call of Duty might be taking place in the distant future in outer space, and uh, mm-hmm. a title popped up on, I guess, on the yeah the PS PlayStation Store. Yeah, uh, Jim Sterling actually uh, tweeted out. Uh, yeah, the title popped up on the PlayStation Store, which was Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, which is funny because that would be IW, which uh. is. A- Infinity Awards game. Um, yes, and then there was signage saying that uh, on Tuesday was going to be the game's reveal. So Tuesday, May 3rd. Um, so, oh, yeah, so it yeah, seems that, like that right around the corner. has been removed already. Yeah. Uh, but Shocking. It, I mean, it looked legit yeah. from what we saw. That seems uh, about on, on track, too. They usually, they usually re- reveal the games kind of a few months ahead of E3 or whatever. Like yeah. I think yeah. it's usually at some sort of uh, basket sports competition. Yeah, usually uh, basket sports. Sport? Yeah. yeah. Mm. What sort of basket um, sport? When the boys they get the hockey wands out and they do the expelliarmus, they put on their knife boots. <laughs> yeah, knife they go, boots. They go oh, blazing around on the, the big, uh, the big arena. Blaze of yeah, steel. Yeah, that's how um, they announced you uh, Call of Duty games. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I've literally never seen the show sports in my life. Um, yeah, I've, I don't DVD, know. I've DVR'd it. I'm waiting to binge it. Yeah, I mean I'm that's just a, that's a, a curious gets, thing. I'm, sports gets really good in like season three. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. I feel like Call of Duty is rapidly mutating into something that I care about more, and that sounds so weird coming yeah. from me, you know. But the fact that they did have like the neon green robot boys jumping around doing yeah. parkour stuff, and they had like, like they had like Jazz and Jeff Goldblum fighting zombies. Oh, like, the, the zombie mode was so good. It's so weird, yeah. and it's like everyone's like, "This Call of Duty sucks," and it's like, "Yeah, but like, I mean, like, I, I think a good thing to compare it to would be like One Tree Hill." You guys ever watch One Tree Hill? Yeah, of course I did. I did. So, like, I didn't watch One Tree Hill, but I, told, I heard that about season six, they thought they were going to get canceled. Yeah. And they were like, oh, screw it. Who cares? And they just started writing all kinds of weird stuff with, like, sex tapes and, yeah. like, misery and time travel and just, like, yeah. didn't make any sense. Yeah. They and added a got, second tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they pushed, and the second they, hill? They pushed a second hill up against the first one. It looked like a butt. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. I just, I kind of love that, like screw it nobody's watching let's have fun you know yeah. like that kind of I think when you're out of ideas that's when creativity often comes yeah. more readily I mean, you know Call of Duty is really not my kind of game and I don't know what it would take for me to be interested in it dogs uh, no no that one it's, game had it's dogs it's mechs fighting in space that's what it would take yeah, yeah. that's it all God. I need is some mechs in space fighting and then I mean, I'm like done I'll God, play it yeah like if Call of Duty Jundums yes God yes <laughs> yeah that'd be, that'd be yes. awesome Thanks for not calling Aren't me out about just, misspelling and mispronouncing Jundams. Yeah, no problem. Oh, no, that's the correct Aren't yeah. you just talking about virtual what arms, bro? What my most favorite is Jundam Wang? <laughs> Jundam Wang. Uh, I was kind of hoping... Dark and Bowels! <laughs> Sailor Man! <laughs> just keep, let him get it Sailor all out. I was kind of He's hoping gonna yell that... Again. Uh, Yuki Hakusho! <laughs> the hell was that? Is that Yu Yu Hakusho. 
Yeah. What? So are those Ghostbusters. Oh, I thought you were still making up names. No. You know washcloth? <laughs> I'm done. All right. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Um, anyway. I was kind of hoping that a <laughs> Call of Duty in space would be like a, like have like a Moonraker vibe. Poopy Koopy. <laughs> was that fully cool? That was fully cool. No, I got yeah. that one. Uh, but I... I Man, I mean, a Moonraker vibe would actually yeah, be awesome. Like a weird seventies take on yeah. space combat. Moonraker like, vibe sounds like a sex toy. It yeah, absolutely I got, is a yeah, sex toy. Uh, no, I'm I God Store in the rope closet. If God, if Call of Duty if, if we started getting stuff that was like Infinity Ward's level of attention to detail, but in like like retro futurism, that would be so cool. Yeah. It would be really cool. They, God, make, I would love... they can do they can do historical stuff really well. Yeah. They can do speculative future stuff really well. And they can do like modern real life stuff really well. But we've never really seen them like aside from doing, you know, like black ops or something like I would love to see what a kind of sort of tongue in cheek James Bond game looks like, you know? Yeah. yeah. Something yeah, no one really cool. no one lives forever almost. Yeah. 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 That'd be yeah. really cool. I mean um, the most common complaint about Call of Duty is that every single game is the same. And I can't comment on that because I haven't played every single game. I don't even know if the people who do comment on that have you're not even but sure if those are comments. I'm not even sure if... if was I dreaming all of that? I don't even think I don't know. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> but, well, I uh, a lot of drugs. I just... I don't know if with annual releases they can ever really dramatically change things. I mean, I with the three... Yeah. The three studio system they have, I, I mean, we think, think it's, they can. It's annual Why releases in that there's something that's called Call of Duty gets released every year, but I mean, there's a, like you know, it's a three-year development cycle. I feel like the last one really shook it up. Like Black Ops 3? Mm, okay, the one before that. Uh, Advanced, Advanced Warfare. Advanced Warfare. Yeah. Right. Spacey? So, yeah, because... I like that one. I Max and I were that. talking about this actually before PAX, but um, we both really dug Titanfall. And yeah, it was I like, like Titanfall. Yeah, Titanfall. Super cool. Like, some really interesting ideas, just not enough game there. Totally. And I think Call of Duty saw that and was like, hey, we can crib some of those notes and put them in our game. And now we have Call of Duty with rocket packs and wall, oh, yeah, running, wall running and all running this stuff. Totally yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to let you pilot a gum bomb. Yeah. Yes. Um, Goldblum? Yeah. <laughs> Goldblum wing? A giant Jeff Goldblum <laughs> robot. Uh, yeah, Mobile I mean, I think, Goldblum. I think that was a good example of them trying to shake it up some, and it worked. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, cool. if, if this has space robots, then yeah. it's sure. I like how we just yep. made the, the delete bar on. This is with some robots in there. It's probably, it's like, it's probably going to be stupid. I don't think, I, game I, I think I heard that it was going to be planes. like. Um, I don't think it has robots. People in there, are yeah. expecting it to be like Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. I just want to, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm always excited to look at something new, even if I don't wind up falling in love with it. You know, it's like. It's, I mean, as long as it's new. That's yeah. The point. yeah. So, what if they just take that same dog from Ghosts and they put him in space and it's like. Oh, yes. Space Ghost? Yeah. Um, so. We got a cool we got a cool comment. Uh, Sean from the UK said, I would like to suggest a topic of conversation. Absolutely not. But then we read the rest of this sentence. What does the future hold for local multiplayer? And I said, Okay, maybe we should talk about that. Yeah, that's Thanks, um, Sean. So yeah, that's a big thing. We we kinda saw this like in the AAA space, there's been kind of a decline in local multiplayer. Yeah. Like Halo shipped without split screen, first, which was first Halo game that I will ever not play is, is Halo Five because that yeah. game is a co op split screen game to me. Some of like the best co-op experiences I've had have been powering through the Halo games. Yeah. Even did it with the Master Chief Collection. So it's like yeah. the fact that that doesn't have a split screen is just like and it's, an outrage. It sucks, especially because now we're man, finally I wish Dead Space Three had a finally at a, at a spot where like people have TVs big enough that that is something you could do. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that we were playing like we're playing Goldeneye and like with four players on like that's like playing on a postcard. Yeah. 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 And you're sitting in this crappy CRT TVs. Like we're in a, we're going into the age of like 4K TVs when theoretically that's just you could actually do that cardboard tape thing to not screen sheet and it'll work. Little known fact, the reason why Marty's glasses are so, so thick is because of all the hours spent in Goldeneye multiplayer. That's oh. true. Yeah. yeah, I killed the man in the facility. You actually your your glasses are also sort of vaguely you you, tinted. You spent they, that you, long playing Goldeneye, you, have, and you only killed one man in the facility. Yeah, but, I, but he was a real man. He was a real man, and <laughs> it was yeah, a horse. Bloods on my hand, and it was a real um, facility. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, that seems unrelated. Um, also, you should leave. I think that uh, there is a. We are sort of in this awesome age of a renaissance of local multiplayer making yeah. a huge comeback. Mm -hmm. um, there are some fantastic like local multiplayer games out there that are just weird little indies, and they're yeah. made for like screen sheet. Screen sheet is one of them. Yep. That is a game entirely based on looking at your friends' screens. Mm -hmm. That's um, one that we p put on pretty much every party we have is Nidhog, which mm -hmm. is a yeah. jousting game. If you've never played this, just take the plunge throw the 15 bucks at or 10 bucks or whatever and it's the most weird minimalistic fencing game i hope to god that they just they someday add more stuff to it but yeah uh it's got like four maps just needs more maps yeah um but there's also like there's weird modifiers like you can put on like frog mode where you basically hop around like a weird little baby on the ground mm -hmm. or like you've got rain frog rainbow or, yeah. blood trails so your your screen just looks like an acid trip by the end of it um 
there's also like most recently like Broforce is really good. Broforce yeah. is fun. Yeah. I mean, Towerfall. That's uh, called Towerfall, Towerfall is, is, great. is killer. Uh, did you guys play Runbow? No. Runbow's super fun. Runbow's yeah. really cool. Runbow is like a weird endless runner mixed with Smash Brothers uh-huh. kind of thing. Like you, it, we, oh. we played on, is it on Wii U? Yeah. I think. And I think we played eight players, right? Yeah, and you can play up to eight players and one person controls the color of the background and whenever they select a color all the platforms in that color disappear so you can make people plummet to their death by selecting the color that they're about Um, to jump to like yeah yeah, i mean the wii u is still definitely supporting that but unfortunately we're not supporting it on this podcast though (laughs) nobody is yeah is the problem yeah you you stop talking about that grandpa box this instant instance instance. i went from like how great halo is to the wii u and Um, it's like well um Beyond, <laughs> but no, like um, there's there is some stuff that I I just feel like it's worth it's worth bringing up and, and recommending it. Like um, Duck Game is coming to PS4 soon. Okay. Yes, Duck I'm so is, stoked for that game. game about yeah. a duck. It's so much fun. So it, this Didn't is. Isn't that still on Ouya? No, that's the tagline. It's a game about ducks. Oh, yeah. like that. You're just being sarcastic. Well, like, oh, Duck Game, the video game about. Um, ducks. Wasn't that like an Ouya exclusive? I think it was, Gross. and then it was I'm on sure PC, it was. and then it was on Xbox One. It's finally coming, finally coming to PS4, and I'm like. I will be absolutely buying a, yeah. a fourth controller for this for dumb parties because it's like uh, it's so much fun. It's, it reminds me of a cross between if you took like Worms World Party or Armageddon or whatever and coupled it with Smash Bros, but didn't balance it because you didn't feel like it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the level design was basically intentionally cruel and ironic. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah you can pick up some awesome weapons too. Just so it was like so many ridiculous off the wall weapons. Yeah. Like there's one where it's, and you um, get to play as cute ducks. So yeah. That's cool. That's there's one, there's one like map where I think you start off and it's like, there's, you know, there's different types of like destructible environments and stuff. So like, you know, you, you know, shoot a hole in the wall and your friend flies through it or whatever. Uh, there's one where I think there's only one weapon on the entire map, and it's a grenade. But like the entire <laughs> the entire level is made out of like exploding barrels. So the only way you can, I think you can like only win by basically blowing up everyone else, and it's like the match is over in like 13 seconds or something. Mm. Yeah. And then you're just like, okay, so like there's an, a level of chaos to it, which is just it's, that's awesome. super duper yeah. fun. But in terms of like triple A, when not really getting a whole lot of it, uh, the most multiplayer games I played this year would be Rainbow Six Siege. I play that fairly often. But that's not like local. That's not exactly. Local. That's yeah. the point. Is like that's the angle people are going for, and yeah. I don't like it. I really I don't know. I just yeah. really like um, split screen co-op. Yeah, I like. Did you guys play Monaco? Came out like a uh, year yeah, or two ago. That was pretty cool. It was, was a four th- person. It's a heist game. Yeah, and you each have a role, and it's just like cool. really top down minimalistic. Yep, heist game. I had and so much fun playing. Uh, Rainbow Six Vegas, yeah, split oh screen. Vegas was amazing. Vegas, you'd like, baby. You'd like I just bob, I choose which entry point, and you'd both breach from different doors, and like just <laughs> That's what I'm organizing about. that in this. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I'm sorry. Organizing um, that from from the same room, like when you're there together trying to figure that stuff out, is super fun, and I, I really miss that stuff. Um, why? Why do we think that that? The charge on this local co-op is being led by indie developers. How come this isn't showing up more in AAA games? Uh, because it's too expensive to make AAA stuff at this point. And I think that the demand for like AAA multiplayer is primarily going to be like, it's going to be online anyway. Mm. Yeah. People are going to play. I, I, yeah, I wonder if it's just they want more people to play online because then they uh, have advertising. You're selling more copies of the game too. Yeah, selling more copies of the game. I, mean, tra- I always had a theory that that's why EA was doing it. Yeah, I mean, traditionally local multiplayer hasn't been triple A. I don't know, like, if you're thinking back to, I mean, yeah, there's uh, stuff like GoldenEye and Gold Halo Nine, and stuff, yeah. but I don't know, like, I mean, back then games back when, then games only went to double I mean, A. When so. I, no, but when I think of uh, PS1 and PS2, I don't think of multiplayer. No, With the two true. ports and everything, yeah, and, like, true. I don't well, think of multiplayer when I think of those consoles, I mean, as opposed to N64 and GameCube, which yeah. were totally multiplayer. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess, like, local co-op was, I feel like it was almost a side effect. I mean, you know, going back, there's plenty of exceptions to this, but I feel like it, it was something that became more popular kind of when it was almost, it was an offline version of an online mode, you know? Like it, yeah. I yeah. mean, the fact that you have like, like Call of Duty local co-op or, you know, Gears, Halo, Gears is local, local yeah, co-op. Yeah, yeah. Gears yeah. 4 does, Gears yeah. 4 does which, is, yeah. which was a big announcement. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to play that game now. I don't know. I anyway, am. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm a big fan of like the kind of the weird, like the weird party game stuff because I typically don't really... I don't know. I don't really play like co-op when it's just me and one other person or whatever, just hanging yeah. out. Like I really love like when there's an actual like social element to just like gathering around a TV and just, you know. Yeah, and uh, I, mean, I even like playing single-player games in a co-op way, like ha- having two people play a story-based game and just swap the controller. Yeah, something that I really enjoy doing. I would rather do that than play local co-op any day. Like, really? That's, yeah, totally. Hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, we're seeing some of that stuff from PSVR, interestingly enough. Yep. Yeah, and, that's true. Uh, like, there's, uh, 
in, in what's it called? Virtual Worlds or PlayStation Worlds? Yes. Mm-hmm. Worlds. Uh, VR Worlds. Yeah, VR Worlds. Uh, there was that game, I think we've a bunch of us have played where where one person's wearing uh, you know, the headset and they're like a kaiju and the other right. people are playing on the screen as these little things trying to like avoid the Escape monster. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that's yeah. an interesting form of you know, we've talked about I mean, we've talked about VR for hours on the show, but Max and I played um Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Oh god, that's such ago, that's so much fun. Which yeah. is great yeah. co op, but I, it's Pretty sure that's coming to, P- like PlayStation. I don't know if they yeah. announced yeah. that, but I would I'm guess sure that it's it coming. is. Yeah. PS4. Um, yeah, but yeah, like that game. If you've never heard of it or checked it out, it's one person is in VR and the other people cannot see what they're looking at. The person in VR is supposed to be disarming a bomb, and it's a bunch of like random like nonsense buttons and wires and stuff. And so you're basically you're being like yeah, everyone else has this yeah. like. 10 page yeah, bomb like manual. A physical yeah. actual manual yeah, and it's you have all to read like through and you're like what are you looking at what does it look like There's an awesome video of Max and Brian playing this at GDC last year 2015 yeah. mm-hmm. um, and that was I think the first time that we saw it and it's just one of those things that's like it's such a different idea for yeah. a VR yeah. experience What if I mean, the person with the headset was watching a, a Fraser rerun though <laughs> That'd be pretty weird. Yeah, be people a, were trying to tell them to disarm the bomb, and you're watching Niles drink a Pinot Noir. That'd be really bizarre. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a good prank to pull on your friends. That's very if you'd like to tell Marty about how much more you want us to make fragile jokes on this podcast, it was a joke. you hit it up on Beyond at IGN.com. The dog's name uh, was Eddie. <laughs> P- Patrice Desolet. big one, bitey. <laughs> Patrice Desolet, uh has gotten his rights for 1666 Amsterdam from Ubisoft. This is a game about um, the Dutch masters and their cool pilgrim hats uh, and how they are on a mission to invent cool new cigarillos with the help of their good friend uh, Rembrandt van Rijnen. I don't know what this game is about. Okay, so, I was like, is this real? Um, um, uh, that was one of the five Beyond uh, the show. So yeah, okay. uh, Patrice Desolet, who um, is most notable for creating the Assassin's Creed series, uh, left Ubisoft. Oh, it's about a man who stabs other men. In the last one, you could be a girl who also stabbed other men. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he sort of had a, uh, a falling out with Ubisoft. Uh, he started making this game called 1666 Amsterdam with uh, THQ. And uh, it was sort of no one really knows. Yes, well, no one really knows what the game was about. It's with the six 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 at the end. It was about uh, uh, like the, the what's Satan? Satanism? Cool Dutch no. Satan. No, what's was the, the original what's working that? title? The Satanic Bible. All that. It's garbage. about a it's about a Satan that rides a skateboard and has three D glasses. No, that's on. a different oh, game. Nice. No, you were thinking of the Frasher game. Oh right. <laughs> um, and so, but yeah, when THQ uh, inevitably met their demise, uh, Ubisoft picked up this. Stop saying RIP every time. I, I say, say every THQ. time someone says THQ. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> It'd be weird if every time someone said RIP, you said THQ. Yeah. would be like, my dad died. <laughs> like, That's just insensitive. Um, but yeah, Ubisoft got the rights to this, and then sort of were just like, well, it was almost like a weird, uh, mean thing to do to an ex, and it was like, well, we're going to get the rights to this, and we're just never going to do anything like you with work it. On it yeah. And so uh, he left, there was a lawsuit, and then all of a sudden, uh, they just came to an amicable agreement. And I don't know if there's weird money having to do like behind the scenes, but it was just, yeah, he now uh, Ubisoft gave up the rights to 1666. He has it back. Uh, that being said, he's currently working on a game called Ancestors, which is an episodic game about the history of mankind. Wow! Where you, like, Holy start, crap! <laughs> where you start off as like a Neanderthalman, so it's like a more linear Assassin's Creed. Kind yeah, of. but like legitimately <laughs> linear, where like you are you are a Crow Magnon. And then by the end, you're probably like a cool star baby, like in the hit film 2001s. Mm. Mm. Wow, Hot Rocks. That sounds nuts. Yeah, Hot Rocks. Hot Rocks. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> Hot Rocks. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I've seen little bits of concept art for this, and it, mm-hmm. it's uh, – I like it when games pull from stuff we haven't seen games pull from before because they're always going to be sort of mm-hmm. borrowing from other things. Uh, I saw a Dutch Masters art show a while ago. Dutch Masters are, uh, in addition to being blunt raps, a bunch of painters who dress like the Pilgrims. And uh, would, they were known for doing a really like crazy stuff with light and paintings. So if you look up like... Well, chiaroscuros, right? That's like a Dutch Masters thing. Chiaroscuro yeah. lighting. Yeah. Um, but what like the hell are you guys talking about? Art. Char- we're talking Char- about art. Char- open, open your mind. Get off your computer. No, look at this funny picture. Look at this funny picture. I don't know. No, no. We're doing a podcast. Put your pictures away. No time for funny pictures. But I was reading about Patrice Dazelay. I don't care. I'm telling them about Dutch masters. (laughs) Not the blunt raps. The guys who look like pilgrims. It's also wildly Um, off topic, but that's fine. Yeah. No, it's not not wildly off topic because it's like this is is relevant to the game. This is like a bunch of... Did Dutch master create the Dutch oven? What? Hey-oh. 
Not yeah, fart, no, that's when you do a fart in the blanket. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. This this game looks like it's it's going to have this the, uh, art style similar to that. Yeah. But I mean, we don't really know what the hell it's about aside from the pilgrim men hats. Yeah, and, then, and he. Uh, I mean, the fact that several companies have transferred the rights of whatever the hell it is going to be is interesting in yeah. itself. Homefront: The Revolution Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we're not going to see it for a long time because Patrice Desolate is quoted as saying, "Quote: I am glad Ubisoft and I were able to come to an agreement that will allow me to obtain the rights to the project 1666 Amsterdam. I will now devote myself entirely to the development of Ancestors: The Humankind Odyssey as my next game with Panache Digital Games." Well, so, what if it's a prequel to The Order eighteen eighty six? I, mean, I would leave. play that. <laughs> no. What if it no, comes out on uh, January 6, 2066, ah. and it's the best game ever, and the last one we ever hear about? <laughs> what if? <laughs> Damn. Damn, dog. It would be yeah. really weird if just afterwards it was like, Scoop. why haven't we heard about any games? Uh, <laughs> like, why did everyone what stop? Um, Jared wanted me to tell you guys, uh, everyone, that uh, Suikoden 2 is on sale on PSN, and Jared insisted that I tell everyone about it. The end. Uh, I can only imagine. Jared. I can only imagine his level of excitement coming over to you to tell you about Suikoden Two being yeah. on sale. And yeah. Oh my God! Suikoden. Oh. Yeah. Did you ever play Nope. Real good. That was the worst Jared Petty impression I think I've that ever heard. Like yeah, I know. Who wasn't good? It's your kids, Jerry. Greetings, boys and girls. Jared Petty here. Um, <laughs> all right, it's time for Barpo Fires, which is what we call it when Brian is not here. Uh, yeah, we, because he's Barpo still in that fires. dang culvert. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we went into the Facebook group, which is uh, Facebook.com/slash. I don't know what the group is. Facebook.com slash groups. Podcast Beyond. Nope. Just Facebook.com slash groups slash podcast beyond. That's it's really it's you could also search, but then you wind up in the weird bootleg one where people just try to sell you all kinds of Ray Bans. They're not real. Don't buy them. Ray Bans uh, raving rabbits? Yeah. Yeah. Uh damn it. Okay, Mark Baggio says, What unannounced game would you like to see would you be excited to see at E three, be it a sequel, an expansion, or a new IP from a specific studio? Red Dead. Banjo kazooie three. I mean, what about ukulele, though? Yeah, but also... This is an unannounced game. Okay, all right, all right. Zach, what do you want to see? Uh, Come back to me. Go to Max next. Oh, I was like, come back to me? I haven't heard about (laughs) I mean... It's a story (laughs) about when I get her back. (laughs) I don't know where this falls, but... Go to the next question. Oh. Why did she, oh yeah, Stephen Avila says, "Why did she leave me?" So that's I, think a, I think it's just because you're not ambitious enough. Uh, the game that I want to see is probably Vagrant Story Two. I would love to see a sequel to Vagrant Story. Vagrant's baby. Vagrant's baby. What about you, Max? What do you want to see? Uh, I'd love to see something new with Duke Nukem. Be it horrible and uh, awful or just funny. I don't care. I want to talk about Duke Nukem again. Thanks. So Nukem. you and I, you and I both uh, want to see a franchise that there's just literally zero uh, hope of ever seeing again. I mean, I, mean, I also really liked Vanquish. Did anyone else like Vanquish? I loved Vanquish. Vanquish Baby, <laughs> stop it! You've made that joke a thousand times. Once every time. Um, Solid gold. Prey two. Bethesda's got a press conference again this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, was I, that game? For some reason, I thought that game oh, was dude. like officially canceled. Uh, uh, the what I heard or what was rumored is that Arcane was working on it. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't like. I have no idea. Deadly I, Premonition two. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, because yeah, we don't know. Because Arcane Austin is working. No, Arcane in France is working on Dishonored too, right. and we don't know what Arcane Austin is working sure. on. Sure, so it would be cool if we got a new Prey. Like the, the demo I saw of, of Prey 2, if that was, uh, whether or not it was a fake nonsense gameplay, this is at E3 2011, is still one of like the coolest demos I've seen. You go in any cool vaginas like in the first one? All the doors uh, were vaginas. Yeah, yeah that's so weird. They were, no, I they, was like, what? They oh, were, no, you're actually talking about vaginas. Uh, yeah, no, vaginas. it basically looked like if you crossed uh, like Blade Runner with... Zam Zam Wessel's chase scene in Star Wars Episode Two, where they're like running through Coruscant mm-hmm. and just jumping all over stuff, and like uh, oh, one thing awesome, I, I really loved is there were all these weird ass Star Wars aliens everywhere, and you're going through bars and seedy nightclubs and everything, and like if you ran around with your gun out, they'd freak out, so you had to like put it away, which I thought was like a nice touch. So you yeah, had to sort of you had to be like, a normal person, but it was great because you were like a U.S. marshal who got abducted by aliens from a, a airplane flight, and you wound up basically working as a bounty hunter. So wow, yeah, cool. awesome. I also um, just really want more solid VR games like long VR games I guess or just more variety of them mm-hmm. and I really want a uh, Kojima survival horror alright yeah first. I mean that'd be really cool to hear about what Kojima what Productions Kojima's is working on yeah. I mean, we know that there's gotta be a game there even in its infancy right oh, yeah. he said so. it's, it's another stealth action game I think mm-hmm. I imagine he likes doing this yeah, he's a big fan. Um, so Stephen Avila did say, "Why did she leave me?" And I think she just went to get snacks. What about you guys? What do you think? So Zach thinks it's because he wasn't ambitious enough. Like, it could be both. You weren't you weren't ambitious enough to go get snacks with her. Yeah. So you know. I think she found someone else. Who That's awful. Understands yeah. her. 
I uh, think you didn't appreciate her because you didn't appreciate yourself. David Botsolio says, best video game city. <laughs> hmm. I would say, like, Los Santos, but it's L.A., so no. Um, I really like Sleeping Dogs Hong Kong. Mm. Vice City's awesome. That's also just Miami. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, between I... fictional or, like, actual. Yeah. So I'm t- I can't believe that I can't remember this. The, the name of the city Mumbo's in, Mount- in, Mumbo's Mountain. <laughs> in Final Fantasy IX. This is not San Arkin. Uh, Alex- Alexandria? Nope. Alexander? The, the first city that you go to. I, I'm literally playing this game right now. I can't believe I don't remember. It's a beautiful oh. city. Uh, Boston. Boston. Like a forgettable yeah, city. Yeah. Boston. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, I really like uh, I like Riften in, uh, in Skyrim. In Skyrim. It's a lovely little place. A nice, yeah. nice leaves falling and a whole bunch of honey rolls to steal from that big bakery or whatever. Delicious. Bees. Um, well, what about what about Rapture? I mean, it's uh, uh, pretty what? cool, actually. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's an awful yeah. city, but it's, it's a pretty cool city in a game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Columbia, um, same thing. There's really, there was a lot of rackets there, though. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it took me a, a second. Yeah. Tommy Lee Flynn says, "Any big summer plans? Yes, E3, Comic Con, probably Gamescom, maybe no, something personal else. plans. Max, uh, I'm going to a wedding in Berlin, and then I'm going to Greece for a couple days. That sounds nice. End of next. It's like a month from now. I'm going to Mexico between E3 and Comic Con. Are you really? I'm, yeah, I'm so stoked. I'm what if you for never a come week. back? I, I might not. What if uh, it's time. actually." Uh, Mexico is not between E3 and Comic Con. It's actually uh, South. Yeah, it's South of Comic Con. Uh, actually, uh, I'm going right. to Australia to see my family between oh. E3 and Comic Con. Boring. Anyway, what are you doing, Marty? <laughs> <laughs> I want to grill. I want to go out on the yard with the lawnmower. Yeah, yeah, I mean, is that's it gonna be, is it going to be chilly there? It's going to be winter. Yeah, right? it'll be winter. Yeah. Does it get cold there? Yeah. It snows, man. Cool. Isn't Australia like bigger than America? I don't know, it's man. Like the same size. I heard that but most the of the snow in Australia in was actually uh, spiders that balled up and made little webs to, to yeah, catch no, them because of floods. Oh, spider ropes? Yeah, I don't know. Cool snow spider, spider ropes? I'm not doing anything this summer. Uh, I'm going to go, also, I'm gonna go my mom listens park. to every episode of Podcast Beyond. Hi, Hi mom. mom. Hey. Uh, Becky Flossie Atkinson. Sounds like a, a Flossie. All no, right. she sounds like a very good runner. Yeah. She does. Uh, an Olympic yeah, runner. Yeah. Tattoos, awesome body art, or ugly skin pictures? Discuss. Ugly skin pictures. Well, awesome body art. I think three of the four of us have tattoos. Yeah. And, and the, the other one is planning to get one. The other one yep. sleeps with people who has them, so probably, probably <laughs> awesome. He's also planning to get one. That's true. Marty is yeah. more than just I mean, who he sleeps with. Uh, not much more, though. Planning yeah, to get a true. tattoo a is like saying that you're going to be a certain age in a few months because. What if you don't? It's just a, it's a, you know. Well, that, that, you no, that metaphor totally fell apart. Because you're going to have to be a certain age. Know, unless you die. Yeah. Wish in one hand and in the other. See which fills up first. Um, it depends what I wish. Ah, oh, do I got a right? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you go wish for a handful of um, Sometimes I get worried because my fingerprint doesn't work on the phone. Also, there was an episode of Beyond where I was typing in the password to my phone mm, in order to write it. the time down. And someone uh, found my password mm, it was very funny. and posted it in the comments. And I can't. Get this. I'm sorry for That's the swears. That's so many All swears right. that you now have to write. Well, just, yeah, but sure. In general, yeah, I think tattoos are pretty cool. I yeah, wanna, I mean, I, I have a bunch of tattoos, and I'm, I plan on getting several more. Yeah, so. I really I want to get a, a tattoos I'm happier with. Some of these need to get touched I really up. I really like just, your tattoos, man. I, they make me, I don't know, they, they have personality, but they're also... I feel, like once, I feel like once you get tattoos, also, you always are thinking of the next tattoo Absolutely. that you're going to get. Like, as it's soon as you get a couple, you're like, oh, well, okay. I mean, I just want to do, like, a sleeve or two. You know? But yeah, it's funny sleeve because... Or two, three. three sleeves. It's funny that... Do you regret any of your tattoos? Because obviously you do. Because no, I don't regret I mean, you're getting tattoos. one removed. No, I need two removed, but I don't regret I. Yeah, I like all my tattoos. I just kind of wish that I'd planned placement better. You know? Yeah, like it seems happy. I have soon. I have one that I just think is too big, but I like it. You know what I mean? It's just like it's just too big for yeah. me. Exactly, I'm getting so. my uh, wrist tattoos removed, which I started doing when I started working on TV because the company I was working for basically said we don't want you to have those. We'll pay for you to remove them, and I just didn't care. I don't care about tattoo permanence for whatever reason. A lot of people in tattoo culture would be outraged by that, but yeah. I just don't care. I'm like, if I want to get them redone, I just will. I don't, well, a buddy of mine has like the funniest tattoos. Like he was in, I think he was in Tokyo, and someone dared him to get a tattoo of the kanji character for diarrhea. <laughs> no, 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 that was it. No, no, it wasn't that. He he spent time in Tokyo, but before that, he was at a tattoo parlor. A lot of tattoo parlors will have like this novelty that they'll give it to you for free. So he got the kanji character for diarrhea, and then he went and spent a bunch of time in Japan, and people were just like, um... Why do you, you have that? You know what that says, right? Yeah. And then he got a tattoo of the wingding for uh, a manila folder with paper flying out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, strange. like, really cool, but... Yeah. What's your stupidest tattoo? 
Uh, my stupidest tattoo is probably the bear with the fanny pack giving the thumbs up to a bottle of Mountain Dew. Yeah. Well, what's stupid. everyone's favorite tattoos that we have in here? What's your favorite? I like my little snaggle tooth. Um, Zach likes his cool beans. I do have cool beans. Yeah. That's actually, I wish that one was smaller. Um, I really like, uh, I really like this one here. It's an old timey lady and it's got Morrissey lyrics. That was actually Ooh. a Triforce. Well, that too. I have a Triforce tattoo. Morrissey's also. kind of an old timey lady. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike Cassidy says, tell us about your worst hangover ever. I feel like Marty is immune to their charm at this point. That's not true. I've seen Marty very hungover. Yeah. Yeah, but I just deal with it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I had a I had a night when I was doing soju shots. It's like Korean oh. sake. And I was with my dad and we did a bunch of them. It was like a brother-in-law's birthday or some something. I woke up the, ne- the next morning and I like woke up, sat up in bed. And immediately it felt like someone had punched me in the forehead. It was like the worst headache. And I don't usually get headaches, but for whatever reason that did it. Mm. And I like sat up and I like... I like scream whimpered. I was like, ah! <laughs> and then I just like covered my head up with pillows and went back to sleep for three hours. It was just, I don't know. I like that. I normally I'm like, eh, deal with it. Get out there and, and do stuff. But that was like, like that was like physically just like, ah, what, what, what yeah. happened? Yeah. I was like top five hungover after Goldfarb's birthday. Oh man. The same. next day, the next day I was like completely out of commission. That was not a good day. That, I mean, I'm sure I've been more hungover, but that's like the most recent one where like I could not do anything the yeah. next it turns day. Turns out when we fill a bar with 30 of our friends and know uh, all the bartenders. Was uh, I think my worst was I was moving house. So we had you, like uh, a whole house. Entire, like yeah, I, I was moving house. So I was, I was moving out of a house, and all my friends, we had like a moving out party, uh, so I got trashed, and then had to continue packing up the next day, oh, and I had like a, a small amount of time to continue packing, and I just couldn't stop vomiting. So I was like, okay, oh, wow. I'm going to have some water, went and threw it up, and was like, I'm going to have some food, went and threw it up, and then I tried eating bread, went and threw it up, and I was like, I just can't stop vomiting, I cannot do anything. So I basically was just like, you know what, I just have to cop it and sleep for a few more hours and hope that I wake up and stop vomiting, and I did. Oh, right on. You've done it. You've done Edward it. Hooten says, what's your favorite cereal? Also, you guys are the best. Uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch and True. That's a real good one. I don't mm. like cereal. <laughs> Why do you all look so bad? I saw you eating oatmeal this morning. <laughs> that's is not oatmeal a cereal? cereal? Yeah. yeah, that's a hot cereal. No, oats. absolutely oh, not. Yeah. That's a hot cereal. No, this is the hill I'm going to die on. Oatmeal is not a cereal. You are going to die because oatmeal is great for your heart. And you should eat it more. Eat it. That's why I like yeah. uh, oatmeal. I think like, a lot your of cereals terrible. are very sugary. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean that's okay. what's so tasty. About yeah, it. I like I like, uh, I like Count Chocula a lot because Chocula's real good. I, I, I you love guys monster could be cereals. Making up all of these brand names, and I would not. Oh my know. god, I would love I would love to do a, a game show with is you. Is Count Chocula? are we lying about this cereal? So there is there is a cinematic universe. Oh my god, it's so good. Space. It is <laughs> the monster cereal cinematic universe. There's I'm Count not, Chocula. No, there's no, no, Blueberry. Hold on. Hold on. Pipe down. There are also two that are discontinued. There's yeah. Yummy Mummy and Fruit Brute. Yeah. And Frankenberry and Blueberry. I These feel are the like you're telling the truth, yes, but I'm are. very unsure. We are. Count Chocula is their leader because yeah. he owns the castle. <laughs> uh, yummy Mummy was cinnamon, I think. They discontinued that in the 80s, though, but they brought back Fruit Brute. Fruit Brute was like tricks. Fruit Brute is, yeah. Are these like Skylanders? No, no. The Fruit Brute is the werewolf. Blueberry is a little blue ghost with a hat. These are different kinds of cereals that have Frankenberry is the same. Serial, yeah, cinematic universe. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, they all got together. Then they all got together and did a good sex on each other. And then that's how we got oops all berries. <laughs> no nah, man, that was that was Cap- Captain Crunch that's was chill. drunk and he and he crashed his ship into an iceberg this? and it ripped no, open. I don't know. That's actually true. Soggies got on board. Somalian soggies with AK 47s like, I'm the captain. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, anyway, uh, cereal is hilarious. American cereal is really what funny. Happened? Hey, uh, Rob Shaman asked, "What's the one video game moment you wish you could go back and Ooh, relive?" The Pot Farm mission in Far Cry Three. Oh my god, I love that. That's mission. a good one. That was a real good. Oh, one. that song. That, yep, that moment cemented that scene. God, I as, love that so much. That is just like one of my favorite moments in video games, period, ever. Absolutely. And I, like every time that I listen to that song, which is just like some yep, Skrillex it's, song. It's Skrillex featuring Damian Marley. Which is like, yeah, that right. shouldn't work. And it's called Make It Bun Him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, God, it's yeah. so good. Like, that is such, like, but that, yeah, oh, I that, love that. Like, that weird loudmouth dickhead guy who's, I feel like, just like a gritty version of Tom Arnold is like, all right, take this flamethrower and go take care of those uh, crops. Everything starts getting hazy. Yeah. And it's just like, it's yeah, still it's kind a of stealth mission. Yeah, you just burn up a bunch of weed oh, and you're just so like, ah, oh, it's such a good mission. God, I love um, that mission. Yeah, that's really good. I think one of mine is probably the end of Assassin's Creed 2 when. When you kill a good This doesn't count as a spoiler, but. I think One there's of the a statute of limitations came before on that. Was like she said, she calls you Desmond, and you're oh, Ezio, yeah. and she's like Desmond, and Ezio's like, who good. is Desmond? And yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, hmm. it was very good. Um, I would say all of Journey, 
I would love to replay that and not know what was going on. Um, and then the end of Braid, which is yeah. probably mm-hmm. my favorite turn in a game ever. I think the Sander Cohen scene from the original Bioshock. Yeah, uh, I mean, everybody talks about everybody talks about Would You Kindly as like the most impactful moment in that game, but like I, the Sander Cohen scene was terrifying and glorious, and like I stuck, sticks that with game me to this day. Yeah. And then I also, for some reason, like Final Fantasy VIII is not my favorite Final Fantasy game, mm-hmm. but for some reason, the moment where they expose the futuristic city, um, there's this force field that camouflages one of yeah. the cities in Final Fantasy VIII, and when you you ride this elevator up to the top, and as you're riding the elevator up, the like you start to see through the force field, and I just remember being completely like taken aback by that because mm-hmm. it was something that like I didn't even know video games could look like that at yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. It was just like amazing to me. Um, God. Uh, the Phantom Pain, like the Phantom Pain, is such a yeah. such an amazing like the the beginning of that with like Man Who Sold the World and just like oh, that's so good. I mm. guess when I was just also just going into it for the first time and being like I don't know what I'm in for, uh, and I mean there were parts where it dragged and parts where I like I kind of do want to go back and replay it, but when that game was still like fresh to me, yeah. it was just like such a such an incredible like actually that game phase. is like. It facilitates really unique moments for every single person who plays it in that you can talk about how you approach a certain mission completely differently to everyone else, and every single mission in that game is like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of those games amazing. that it was super fun to work at IGN when it came out yep. because like Max and I at the time oh, had desks right next to each other, and it was like a good 40 minutes every morning where it was like, have you done this mission? How did you yeah. do it? Like, it was great. Yeah. I, I mean, like there was a specific part where I just like, the second I felt cool in that game, and I was just like rolling up in my helicopter, which is all zebra print, and I've got like my badass eye patch dog, and I'm like... I'm just in like crazy balloons on men. Or, yeah. When I, when I made like a horse poop on a guy's face, it was just like <laughs> you're listening to Kim Wilde as yeah. you're rolling. Like in. I yeah. mean, I just I cannot vocalize enough how much that game felt like something I've wanted my entire life, mm-hmm. and I I got. I it. I mean, Metal Gear is is a series that I feel like is built on those moments. You know, like the yeah. elevator yeah. sequence in the first Metal Gear Solid mm-hmm. uh, with the stealth camouflage suits. You know, yeah. they're in there with you, Snake, or or the microwave corridor in, in Metal four. Gear Four, yeah. and like, or the ladder in. In three. three, yeah, nothing really in yeah. two, but <laughs> <laughs> no. The part in, in, uh, I like in, when Ryan, in two when you you yeah, the man pees on you. I like yeah. when Ryan or when you do the Ryan cool, holds his dangus. Yeah, in the, uh, yeah I was gonna hallway. say yeah. 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 You do the cool car, uh, dangus cartwheels. I mean, the part yeah. where the, the colonel goes all weird. And like, oh, yeah, really I have scissors. scissors. Sixty-one. I'm trying to think of if Revengeance had any of those moments, and I don't know if it's uh, every boss part, fight in Revengeance. In Revengeance is the cutscene where there's the the security guard sitting at the front gate, and there's like he's got a a piece of paper on his like on his desk that's like watch out for this guy and it's like a picture of Raiden but the I think the dog comes running up like the the scary robot dog and it like puts his paws up on the window and the pe- the guy's just like about to eat a piece of pizza and he's like huh uh, uh, huh and he like looks at the, uh, the photo and he's like is this the same cyborg and he's just like <laughs> it's just like the dumbest thing like I think at that point I was like alright that was a silly game yeah silly time um what are your guys' favorite video game moments? You should let us know. Just shoot us an email. It is beyond at IGN.com or hop in the Facebook group that we mentioned and, you know, have a conversation with some friends. Video games are awesome. And uh, Also, apps. Apps. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dang it. Uh, please call out an app, iOS, PS4, Xbox, etc. during this recording. I'm reading a sign on the wall. But this seriously. This is a requirement for all weekly podcasts and shows. Yeah, please check do it out every uh, week. Thank you. Um, so check us out on the Xbox app. <laughs> yes. Check us out. Uh, yeah, no, the apps are great. They're 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 real nice. Uh, I actually honestly prefer the PS4 app to pretty much any other form of looking The PS4 IGN. app is it's really good. good. It's solid, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so, we should also mention YouTube channels. Yep. Uh, now if you go to youtube.com slash IGN Beyond, you can find all Beyond videos on yeah. YouTube. And yep. we're going to be, uh, aside from like full episodes and breakouts, we're going to be doing Let's Plays, where some combination of us will be on playing uh, new PlayStation games, Beyond. PS Plus games. Uh, that wasn't... Beyond! Uh, retro games, games with anniversaries. And we're also... Maybe we like might, Q&As. And yeah, we might stuff. just do, like if you That's listen cool. to our Christmas yeah. episode, yeah. where we I'm sort of just about it. dug into the mailbag the if, entire episode, we might start doing those. Not yeah. in place of episodes, but in addition yeah. to episodes. Mm-hmm. Just, I think it's awful to be digging in the mailbag in mixed company. <laughs> What's the mailbag in that metaphor? Uh, the scrotum. Uh, uh, just like oh. your, yeah. your, your junk pouch? Everybody, yeah. everybody yeah. got on board with that oh. real quick. Like, oh, yes. Your darkest dungeon? Uh, the, <laughs> the orb satchel. Uh, anyway, thank you all so much for listening, and especially if you came up and said hi at PAX East. Uh, we love you very much, and uh, beyond. 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 Oh, yeah, we're on Twitter. Find us on Twitter if you want more secrets. Yeah. Goodbye. I'm at <laughs> official NBA. <laughs> Yeah. Max is at Pontius, uh, the Pope's. <laughs> Zach is uh, at Neutral Milk Hotel. 
Yeah, that's true. And Alana is at uh, <laughs> Milk the Sunshine. <laughs> Neutral Milk. It's a band. It's a pop- very popular <laughs> really band. It's not a very popular band. It's an incredible band. Oh my god, band, that's amazing. Yeah. Can we leave? Um, I think yes. we're done. Yeah, we, we can just go. We can just go. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Prostate health. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.